to the ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Acts chapter 1, I'll read for us in It'll be a little bit lengthy, but I promise you when I'm done, you'll be able to, you'll be able to sit and, and I'll keep standing. Acts chapter 1, and being assembled in verse 4, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Not to depart, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Not to leave but to wait for the promise of the Father. Somebody say promise. Which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? I love that kingdom now. And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You shall be witnesses. As we turn to page chapter 2, verse 1 when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody shout suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It was a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, Numa. It filled the house where they were sitting then there appeared to them cloven, divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance or the ability. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, from every nation. I love I love the, the fabric that EC represents when I come. It's biblical. It's, it's biblical. I'm going to read this next section quickly. There were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, Italians were there would pass now both Jews and proselytes Cretans and Arabs we heard them speaking in our own 
tongues. The wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, how many know that there will be always others? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose. This is that. It is only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last day, says God, it's, it's a day like today. How many know we're in the last days? In the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. On my main men servant and my maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Verse 21 tells us, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. After Peter continued preaching in verse 37, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter, and if you're here today, this is the apostolic response then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, the removal, the forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'd like to extrapolate my thought today from verse 39. For the promise is to you, to your children. To all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The promise is unto you. The promise is unto you. Let me put my glasses on so I can see you. The promise is unto you. And to you and to you and your children. And to as many that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'd like to share for the next few moments on this thought, you're included. You're included. You're included. And in, uh, in this modern day, I'd like to add to that thought, to that topic, this line. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. Father, we thank you for your presence that is here. We acknowledge you as God and God alone. It's you in you that we live and move and have our being. Outside of you, God, we are nothing and can do nothing. I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that you would heal today. Thankful that we're in a house of miracles. Father, we still believe that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I pray that you would meet every need today. Supply according to your riches in glory. Fill the empty today. Heal the sick among us. 
raise the dead in trespasses and in sin father let your word go forth with power strength and conviction we decrease now so that you might increase let us feel as it were the brush of angels wings have thine own way in Jesus name every glad heart say amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord amen look at somebody put your preaching voice on and your stern face tell them you're included come on preach at them tell them you're included you're included the promise is unto you and to your children's children Amen. To all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You are included. Hashtag me too. I want to open up with this uh, by sharing this scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. And I'll read 18 and 21. The Bible says in verse 21, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. I find it amazing that God uses, amen, the articulation of the, the man of God. He calls and he anoints and he uses the medium of preaching to save those that would believe. In verse 18, he said, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are uh, perishing, but in us or to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Uh, Paul, Paul was never shy. Paul, in fact, in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. Sometimes you just got to know what works. Sometimes you just got to know where your joy is. You just got to know where your peace is. It doesn't matter who is saying what they're saying. Doesn't matter who is doing what they're doing. I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. As we talk about this idea of inclusion, you are included. Amen. I was sharing earlier that it's intrinsic in our nature, in our humanity. Everybody has an innate desire to be a part of something. We all want to be included. Nobody wants to be left out. There are people that will in fact go through great lengths just to blend in, just to go along with the flow. There are some young people, not here, not at EC, that are, that are challenged to stand up for what they believe. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to stand out. They, they don't want to go against the grain because we, we just want to go with the flow. Everybody wants to be included. I'm thankful because uh, it helps us to understand that, that we were not created. We were not designed to be isolated. God didn't intend for us to live on an island by ourselves. You remember in the account of Genesis, the, Bereshit, the beginning, when the Bible said that God made Adam, but it was God that said it's not good for the man to be alone. Theologians will wonder, how could Adam be alone if God was there? 
That's where you begin to say it's not good enough for you to hang out at bedside tabernacle talking about you worshiping God. No, you better find yourself in the house of God, shake hands with the believer and give God the praise. We, we weren't designed to be alone. The, the Bible in fact says in Hebrews that we should not forsake the coming together of ourselves as the manner of some is but but God's design God's plan is for us to come together there is a there's an invitation there's an inclusion there is a community that's created when we worship God together iron sharpens iron when we talk about what it is to be included it's to contain within a part of the whole it's not the whole thing. You're not the whole. I'm not the whole, but, but I am a part. I'm not the body, but I'm a part of the body. I'm not the kingdom, but, but I belong. I'm included in the kingdom. It's, it's important to recognize that. Including, inclusion talks about uh, the containment of something as a constituent component or subordinate of a part of a larger whole. I, I, I like that because we, we see and we, it helps us to understand what Jesus says in Matthew 16. He said that thou art Peter and upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We need to understand and recognize that the greatest force on the earth is the church. There is, there is no power, there's no force that's greater than the church. No weapon that is formed against the church shall be able to prosper upon this rock Jesus said I'll build my church so when we talk about being included I'm included in the greatest force on earth I'm a part of the church nothing can stop the church if you were to comb through the pages of history you would find that the church the apostolic church the oneness believer has always been under pressure always been under attack there were always times when uh, people referred to us as uh, heretics and there was ridicule and persecution but the church always survives church always survived in fact in Matthew 11 verse 12 the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force one translation says the kingdom is forcefully advancing and cannot tell you when you move forward there is nothing that can stop your forward mobility all you have to do is get in motion in other words, all you have to do is get in the church. When you, when you become a part of the church, you begin to realize that you are a part of something that is greater. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. They shall cast out devils when you get in the church you you join something that that is moving forward and that's got all power and that is unstoppable in peter second peter 3 9 the bible said the lord is not slack not slow concerning his promise as some count slackness but is long-suffering 
toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Can I tell you? It doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter what you're doing. doesn't matter what you're in. It's God's desire for you to be saved. It's God's desire for you to come out of what's holding you down, for you to be loose from the shackles of sin. It's God's desire for you to live a better life. The writer says, oh, I love this song. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. That's what Jesus talked about in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, I love the grace and the love of God because... Um, we live in a time where the love of many, the scripture says, wax cold. But, but the Bible also said that where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Where sin increased, the Bible says that grace increased even more. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter what wrong somebody does, there is a love, there is a grace of God that covers the multitude of sin. Now scripture, we looked at Acts chapter 1. The Bible says that they were told, Jesus said, don't, uh, don't leave, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. That's what they were told. They were told to stay. They were told not to depart, not to leave. I mentioned earlier and I, I was sharing, it's not the time to leave the church. It's not the time to step out of the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter. And I won't say I don't care, but it doesn't matter who stepped on your toe. It doesn't matter who uh, stabbed you in the back. doesn't matter who offended you. It doesn't matter who said what they said. It, it doesn't matter who's not on your side. It, it doesn't matter who's not coming to visit. It does, it's not the time to leave the kingdom of God. It's time to stay on board to stay in the safety of the ark never have we lived in a time that we see so much evil and that the church is under so much pressure and there's so much uh, wickedness in the face of the land it's not the time to live an isolated life in your room all by yourself it's time to be a part of what God is doing in the earth it's time to stay connected and so the bible says that they were told not to depart but you know if if if, if luke was writing to some of these to some of our folks today not here at ec i'm talking about some folks that uh you know um, i was watching a video online and 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 the, the people online not here not you watching i'm not you watching i'm talking about a video not live stream we got we got folks back. But there are some people that, that when the word of God comes to them, it doesn't matter what the word said. They just decide that they're not going to obey. That they're not going to listen. But I'm speaking to your faith today. I'm speaking to a, an obedience in your heart that when you hear the word of God, that you won't harden your heart and stiffen your neck. That you won't be stubborn, but you would say, be it unto me according to your word. Bible said that they should not depart, but that they should wait for the promise. I don't know if you're like me, but we don't always enjoy waiting. 
We don't always, especially in an age where, you know, you got a microwave and you can pop something in and in 90 seconds or three minutes, you can get what you want and, and you can be on your way. You can, you can have, you can have, uh, you can have oats in three minutes. Where, where I'm from, it took you about nine minutes to light a fire. Took some time just to get some wood and get some sticks in and you had to get down and you had to get the, and you, Y'all don't know. Y'all 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 don't know where I'm from. Y'all don't know. Touch your neighbor and say country. But, but but we don't live in that time. Now you get in the kitchen, you get on the and you just you just hit 90. You don't even have to press 90 seconds or 60 minutes. You just gotta press one button. And that one button is programmed for 30 seconds or it's programmed for one minute, and you and and you and by the time you turn around, you got you got a steak, you got. I don't know if it's a steak, but you got something. You got something that came, and it's, and it's warm. It's warm. It's hot. It's hot. And, and you know, there's something about that. There's something about, uh, there's something about that heat from the microwave that hits different. You know, it's, it's, it's good for about 19 seconds or so, and then in that 21st second, you wait, I thought this was hot. But you know, when, when, they, when, when they cook it up at home, it seems to just stay hot longer. Can I tell you, there's a process to some things. And, and, and some of y'all want some blessing and some, some things from God. I don't need a microwave miracle. I want a miracle that's going to last on Wednesday, on Thursday, and on Friday. I want God to do what he's doing in my life. Sit, 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 sit down for a minute. Sister Andrew, you're going to scare the visitors. Sit down for a we got guests. Praise. A promise. They were told to wait for the promise. A promise is it's an affirmation. It's a declaration. A promise is a gift graciously bestowed. A promise is when somebody gives you their word. A promise is when somebody declares that, that they are going to do something or they're not going to do something. I know your kids might not be like my kids, but 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 we got I, I got one one child in particular that 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 he always is saying. I mean he he has perfected repentance, like he's always saying I'm sorry, always saying I'm sorry, and and then you tell him don't shout, and and he say I'm sorry, Dad, and then you walked away, and he say what, what? and he shouting and say I'm sorry, Dad. And I, I thought I told you not to shout. And Canaan just shout again and said, I'm sorry, Dad. Till now his brother and his sister said, don't say you're sorry. Because they, they know he just said, going to say I'm sorry. But, but that dude knows how to repent. Could teach some of us adults a thing or two, you know. Because, Brother Barry, we have a way of offending you. And, and we can't even find the decency to say I'm sorry. We ought to call Brother Canaan to teach some folks to say, I'm sorry when you hurt my feelings. Can I tell you something? Because you have the Holy Ghost, it doesn't give you the right to, to mistreat and to use and abuse and to say whatever you feel like saying and then talking about. You just had to get it off your chest. You don't hurt my feelings. You better learn how to say, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 that's not in the notes. That's, that's not in the notes promise is when someone assures someone that you will definitely do or give or arrange something and so when we saw brother lincoln 
and uh, it was mentioned that, you know, he takes care of things outside and makes sure that it's set up and makes sure that it's good and ready to go. That means he's, he's given a commitment. He's made a promise that, that I'm going to do this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to arrange to make sure that, that the, 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 the cards are out, the tent cards are out, and the flags are in the right place. And, and I'm going to make sure, I'm going to take care of this. I, I promise I'll do that. That's my commitment. When you make a promise, it means that you have committed yourself to something or someone i said earlier that a lot of people get in trouble uh, i'm not talking about the ladies here at ec but you know i've i've heard about some ladies that you know they they maybe go out for a coffee with somebody and maybe they they grab a bite to eat or something with somebody and all of a sudden you know they folks start picking out wedding dresses and folks start looking where they're gonna live that and, and, and folks start 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 getting ideas and and nobody said nothing there was, there was no promise. But you know, we, we get excited. But a promise is a legally binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim the performance. So if somebody tells you that one day I'm going I'm going I'm to say I do one day I'm going to marry you then then don't don't look at them funny if they're expecting you to come through on what you said. And if you ain't ready to come through then don't be making nobody no promises. So so a promise means that somebody has committed themselves to something or to someone. And so you begin to see that a promise gives good grounds for expectation. I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. I'm not going to expect you to come to my house if you never told me you're coming to the house. If I showed up and, and you never told me to come for dinner, then, then I'd be crazy to come for something when you never said. You never communicated that. You never declared that. You never made a promise. And so a promise gives the grounds for the expectation. That's what the church, that's what I love about the church. That's what I love about being a believer. That's what I love about being in the kingdom of God. Because God said some things. I wouldn't expect to be the head if God didn't say you'd be the head and not the tail. I wouldn't expect to be above only if God didn't say it. I wouldn't expect to be blessed in my going out and my coming in if God didn't say it. But can I tell you that God said what he said. And those of you that might still be in the back, you might still be in the valley. I came to let you know weeping might endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. Jesus, the Bible said that his word will not return to him void. Now, 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 pastor, 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 sit down, man. He, this man gets so excited. When I grow up, I want to love Jesus like your pastor. Touch your neighbor and say, sit down, man. Lord have mercy, going to push somebody. Now, 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 here's the reality. Can we just be real talk? 30 seconds, real talk. When I look at my circumstance, when I look at my reality, it looks nothing like the promise. 
When I, when I look at what I'm going through, it doesn't look like what God said. And if we're going to be honest, that's the real challenge to our faith. God, I thought you told me that you were wounded for our transgression and bruised for our iniquity. I, I thought that with your stripes we are healed. I, I really thought you were the bomb in Gilead. Then, then how come it is I'm, I'm still rolling around in a wheelchair? Our reality sometimes does not, is not a reflection of the promise. And the enemy of our soul, the accuser of the brethren, whispers in your ear to, to say, see, see, it's not going to happen for you. And, 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 she, and she might have gotten a blessing and, and he might get a breakthrough, but it's not going to happen for you. You're, you're not going to be saved. God doesn't love you like that. Begins to play on your emotions and on your mindset and begins to isolate you in your mind and you get into your prison in your mind and if you're not careful, you'll end up saying, God, where are you? When you look at the life of Joseph, he went from the pit to the palace to the prison to governor. But the Bible said all along that journey and God was with Joseph. And no, 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 just, I'm just being honest. Like, God, if, if you're with me, why am I in prison? If you're with me, why am I in this pit? If, if you're with me, God, then, then why is somebody's wife telling lies on me? Why am I being falsely accused? And you expect that God would show up and block it. But can I tell you, God doesn't block some things. God will allow them to heat up some fires seven times hotter. But, but we have a God that he, he don't have to put the fire out, but, but he'll step into the fire with you. Can I preach to a Shadrach, to a Meshach and Abednego that's in the heat of what you're in? You're not by yourself. God is with you. And if God before us, who can be against us? And so and so, what you see is that there are some situations that come as a revelation. And, 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 and Nebuchadnezzar does not get to see the fourth man unless you go in the fire. There's no revelation without your situation. That's why he said that all things work together for good to them that love God who are the called. Can I tell you, baby, you might be on your face. You might be broke, busted, and this, but God is working it for my good. And so, y'all sit down. I got pages and notes. Take my time. And so, he said, said, wait for the promise. And we, we look at the promise. No, I, I can expect it because somebody said, because God said what he said, then we can expect it. And so the promise, as we look at the text, the scripture said that he, he, they were told to wait for the promise. And we read how it was, we, we discovered that it was Joel that had prophesied and said that in the last days, God is going to pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. In the last days, he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. With every promise, we, we see that there is always the promiser 
there is the promise and the promise seed. Now, now, based on who makes the promise uh, is going to determine what confidence we have in the promise. If somebody tells you something and all they do is lie and if they tell you they're going to show up 9 o'clock and every time you have a meeting, they show up at 9.45, the next time they tell you they're going to show up at 9 o'clock, you know they're not going to be on time. Your, your, your pastor, he, he don't want to show up on time. He early. And, and uh, so, so there's always the, the, the promise the promiser and the promisee. The promisee has confidence based on the reputation of the promiser. Based on the integrity and character of the promiser, then the promisee can have confidence in the promise. And so when I look at the volume of the book, when we consider who God is, when we consider that he is the Elohim, the El Shaddai, the Almighty One, the El Elyon, the I Am that I Am, the creator of the ends of the earth. When we consider that God is the one that sits on the circumference of the earth. Who is this that cometh with dyed garments from Basra? When we consider that he is the wheel in the middle of the wheel, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. When you consider that he declares the end from the beginning, you can have some confidence in the promise. If I tell you you're going to be blessed, turn around three times, slap your chair, you, you can. But if God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, you can hold on to that. If God said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth, you can hold on to that. If God said what he says, I can have confidence in the promise. And so they went to Jerusalem and they waited. They didn't leave. Because they had confidence in the promiser. They had confidence. They, they saw Jesus open blind eyes. They saw him unstop deaf ears. They saw him say, Lazarus, with a loud voice. And a man that had been dead for four days came out of grave clothes. Jesus said, loose him and let him go they saw him turn water into wine they saw a man that had a withered arm and jesus said stretch out your arm and the man's arm came back whole they saw him perform miracles and so they had faith they had confidence they had heard what he said i i just hope i just hope it's my desire to say enough to you today that your faith begins to to rise just enough to believe what god said the bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god i want you to know today it doesn't matter how long you've been in what you've been in it doesn't matter how deep how dark your night is god is able to bring you out god is able to turn your situation around god is able to fill you god is able to heal god is still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think god can still work on your behalf in isaiah chapter 40 the bible says in verse 28 have you not known have you not heard the everlasting god 
the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. This is our God. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. That's why I'm glad to be included because when, when I'm weak, then am I strong. When, when I'm down, let the weak, in fact, say that I am strong. Let the poor say that I am rich. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, God increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But Isaiah, they called him the eagle-eyed prophet. He said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Can I encourage somebody that's been waiting? You're waiting on your miracle. You're, you're waiting for a breakthrough. You're waiting for God to heal your body. You're waiting for God to heal your mind. You're, you're waiting for God to answer your prayer. I came to let you know today that you're not forsaken. You're not forgotten. I came to let you know that God has heard your prayer. I think of Daniel, I might as well tell you about Daniel. Daniel's prayer had been blocked for 21 days, but the angel showed up to say, Daniel, from the first day that you prayed, your prayer was heard. Look at somebody and tell them, you've been heard, you've been heard, you, you've been heard. Keep waiting. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't turn the back on God. You have been heard. Bible says after that the Holy Ghost comes you shall have power power there is the the exousia the energia where you get the word energy the dunamis the the dynamite the iscus kratos the authority the strength the power of God when you get the Holy Ghost he comes with power that's why the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the scripture says it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit saith God. I want you to know that when you get a dose of the Holy Ghost, God will keep your mind. God will sustain you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll come alongside when you, when you need a friend. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. God will never turn his back on you. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. In our text in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Bible said that they were all on one accord in one place. Can I just pause for a station identification and let you know that, that unity is a precursor to the power of God. When God gets ready to move, we got to be together. If, if pastor says we're going left, I'm not here to ask why, I'm here to ask when. If, if pastor says we're going right, right, I'm not here to debate. I'm just, well, I just want to know what time to show up. They were together in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly. I love that because it can happen in an instance. It can happen just like that. The Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, makes me wonder, Brother Barry, how does time become full? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, how does time become full? I believe time 
in the fullness when it comes, it's at the crossroads of your purpose and your destiny. All the experiences that you went through, all of the hurt and the pain and the pressure, everything you've survived, it's for God was trying to bring you to this moment, to this very hour, to let you know that that suddenly God's going to do some things for you. Those that are seeking for the Holy Ghost, those that are that never given your life to Jesus. It, can I tell you, you don't need three hours for a breakthrough. You don't need four days for God to perform a miracle. It can happen suddenly if you will just believe that God is with you. It can happen right now. Today is an appointment with destiny. It's your day. It's time to experience the fullness of God. You're not here by accident. You're at the crossroads of your purpose, your destiny in God. And so your mother couldn't abort you. The car accident couldn't kill you. Moses on the river, the river couldn't drown Moses because God had a plan. Cannot tell some young person today that, that God has a plan. Cannot tell somebody, maybe you tried drugs, maybe you were on uh, alcohol, maybe you tried weed or something and you didn't lose your mind because God has his hand on you. God has a plan. The fire couldn't kill Shadrach, Meshach. And Abednego, Daniel survived the lion's den because God was with him. And suddenly, miracles happen. And we're in a house of miracles today. We're in an atmosphere that has been set for miracles. And I don't know what it is that you need. I don't know how long you've been waiting in John 5, there's a man that was a pool waiting for 38 years. And he had a miracle suddenly. With one question, Jesus said, wilt thou be made whole? I don't know if you've been to an AA program. I don't know what you've tried and what didn't work. I don't know what you're struggling with. But I want you to know that Jesus is still the answer. And you're in a house... You're in a house of miracles. You're in a place where God can still perform miracles. And whatever your need might be today. In Mark 5, there was a woman that had an issue. Hemorrhaging for 12 years. And she said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I believe I will be made whole. And just with one decision, with one decision, she reached out, she touched the hem of his garment, and she was made whole. The Bible said, suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, a vibration that traveled through the air can be heard when it reaches the person's ear. You can't see it, but sometimes you can feel. I don't know if you've ever been close to a, a heavy-duty subwoofer. You can't see the sound waves, but... But you can see some stuff shaking. Can I tell you that, that you might not be able to see how and when God's going to do it. But I sense, I can, I can feel there was a shaking in the valley. When bones were getting reconnected. When God was putting the army back together. There was a shaking in the valley. When the Holy Ghost comes, he shakes 
some things. He shakes some relationships loose. He shakes some people out of your life. He shakes some habits off of you. He shakes you loose from some addiction. When he comes, he comes and he delivers. When they heard the message, when they heard the message, Peter, the Bible said that they were pierced. They were cut to the heart. said, what should we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's something about the name of Jesus. Something about the name of Jesus that covers our sins. That, that removes our iniquity and removes our sins. And he gives us a clean slate. And it doesn't matter what you were in. When you come to Jesus, you get a fresh start. When you come to Jesus, he gives you a clean slate. And he removes guilt and shame. Something about the name of Jesus. The Bible said, wherefore God has highly exalted him. And given him a name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue must confess. The scripture says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name on the heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you're here today, if you've never given your life to Jesus. If you've never tried Christ, if you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know today that, that he can forgive your sins. And it doesn't matter how deep, how dark, it doesn't matter how much, how many, it doesn't matter how high. The, one, the writer said, my sins were higher than the mountain and the Lord sanctified me. Stand with me, I'm just about through. If you're here, and if you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never been baptized in his name, you've never repented of your sins, but you want to be included. You want to be included in what God is doing in this season. You want to be a part of this revival, of this army that God is raising up. You want to be a part of what God is doing. The only way to be included in the kingdom of God was the conversation we discovered in John chapter 3. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, an individual of status and renown, of prominence and position. But Jesus said, don't be alarmed. You must be born again, born of the water and of the spirit if you're here today you never given your life to jesus the bible says come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon me he says learn of me my yoke is easy my burden is light the name is so important to be covered in the name the Bible says when you pray for somebody, we pray and we lay hands in the name of Jesus. When we cast out devils, it's in the name of Jesus. We lay hands on the sick. A few weeks ago, we prayed for 
a lady that they gave bad news at church. Doctors gave her bad news. She came to church shaking, visibly just distraught. We prayed for her and a week later when she went back for the results, she texted me and said, Pastor, I have good news. There's no cancer. Now I tell you that God is still a healer. God is still a healer. I'm not concerned about what your issue is. Not concerned about what you're dealing with. The God of the universe is here. The one who has all power in his hands. He's here. The one who can turn dark nights into day. He's here. The one David concerned and he said in Psalm 139. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth, even there, there is no place you can go that you would escape the presence of God. There is no sin that you could commit that grace couldn't forgive. There's no place, there's nothing, there's no deed, no act you could commit, you could do that the love of God couldn't cover. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. And then here you are living under condemnation over your one little lie. Living a life of condemnation over your one mistake. Living a life of condemnation over your one failure. Love covers a multitude of sins. He shed love. He shed his blood for us. He died for us so that you could be included. So that you could be included. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. So it doesn't matter what your background is or what your culture is or what language you speak. They all heard them speaking in their language. What's the meaning of this? This is that which was spoken. In the last days, I pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. God wants to put a prophetic word in your mouth. God wants to put a prophetic word in your mouth where you look at your storm and you say peace be still God wants to put a prophetic in your mouth where you look at the situation and you command it to change you speak I got Bible Romans 4 17 God wants to put the prophetic in your mouth where you speak those things that are not as if they were and so his love is not worried about your guilt he gave us Bible for that. Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. To those that are covered. To those that are included. Hashtag me too. Me too. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. Don't live 
See, what happens, we settle for mediocrity. We settle for less than because the enemy of our souls convince us that we are not deserving of what God has for us. He says, there's therefore now no condemnation. I don't care. Can I keep it real, Brother Barry? He said, yes. I don't care who you slept with. I don't care who slept with you. I don't care what you smoked. Doesn't matter what you tried. Love covers a multitude of sins. You're included. You're included. You, you didn't have to grow up in the church. You're included. Now I know I got Bible for not making markings on ourselves, but I don't even care if you've tatted up and you got tattoos and rings and all that. It don't even matter because you're included. This promise is unto you. Look at somebody and say, you too. And I ain't talking about the band. You're included. This promise is unto you and to your children's children. Raise your hands if you got kids. Anybody got kids? Keep your hands up. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up if you got kids. Now watch this. Watch this. Raise your hand if you're, if you're somebody's kid. That's, that's, oh, you're included. You're included. This promise is unto you and to your children's children. To all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm going to open up this altar. Pastor's going to come going to open up this altar in a moment and I want those of you that know that receive this invitation today if you've never given your life to Jesus and perhaps you struggled with some form of guilt or shame or perhaps you felt like you just were not good enough maybe you felt that you know uh, it's for them but it's not for me I'm a I'm a thug I mean I'm hood I got a good friend got the Holy Ghost in prison you're included you're included he's right over there at the back got the Holy Ghost in prison got the Holy Ghost in prison now one of the biggest soul winners you'll find you pray you through to the Holy Ghost in a heartbeat. You're included. There is no darkness you can go that the light of God can illuminate. You're included. Hashtag me too. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.